So welcome to the broadcast. I'm going to start off talking about St. Francis Xavier or St. Francis Xavier who is having a type of feast day on this day. So there is a memorial and there are various readings for that today which we can speak about later on. The word of God is coming through here right now as we acknowledge the Holy Spirit within and through this broadcast. I'm looking up online about St Francis Xavier or Javier and apparently that's where Francis Xavier or Francis Javier was born in Javier, Spain and that's how Javier is kind of like it comes from quite deep in the throat and it's almost like an H that it starts with. J's usually start with H in certain parts of Spain. So Javi is like that. But it's spelled J-A-V-I-E-R. It's really, really interesting because I do remember spending time with um this particular group of boys in Spain when I was teaching over there and they liked to go and play football and one of them really loved to go and play football and stuff like that um and they just you know they taught me extra bits and pieces actually themselves to be honest we had a great time and one of the boys in particular he was actually from the Spanish royal family so it was reported and he was Juan Jose and so that's how you would say it but his name would look like Juan Jose okay but it said like Juan Jose and he would just be called JJ by his friends his friends would call him JJ and that's really interesting because it would be Hoda Hoda that's how you would say that in Spanish Hoda Hoda I was like okay well that's really interesting isn't it so we are going to get to obviously learn a little bit of Spanish here today. If you don't know any Spanish, then um, hopefully you'll get to hear it really well over this broadcast. And it might just help you a little bit to understand some things and especially to be able to be, well, as respectful as we can be with the knowledge that we have you know, there is sort of like a grace and understanding and a little bit of mercy for these things because people were, you know, we're all always learning more and more all the time and improving, aren't we? Um, Yeah, but it's important that we kind of try the best that we can. I see that one of Francis Javier's parents actually has the name Juan de Yasso or Yasso 
in his name, which is like it looks like Joan de Jasso. Joan Joan de Jasso. Juan. Um yeah. So he was venerated in the Catholic Church and also in the Anglican Communion and um, he is recognised in Lutheranism as well as um, this missionary and saint who could, um, was a co-founder of the Society of Jesus. He was born on the 7th of April in 1506 and he died on the 3rd of December in 1552 in China. I'm reading a little bit more and it says, you know, what are his attributes and it says the, the cassock, the surplice, the stole, the ferriello and a crucifix. Well, the cassock is an interesting um, situation. Well, you know, there are priests that wear cassocks today. Um, well, priests do wear cassocks. <laughs> Um, in any case, you will notice if you have got the colour version of the book, The Christmas Prayer Set and Journal, which I have got out on Amazon. Now, there is a Kindle version of that and there are coloured images in there. And one of the coloured images is of Joseph. San Joseph, Saint Joseph, and he is standing with Mary, and to the untrained eye or to a pagan <laughs> or non-Christian, someone that isn't educated in these things or doesn't know, might think, why is he wearing what looks like a long dress or a skirt? It is not a long dress or a skirt that he has on. It is a cassock. He would have long robes, likely. Mary would have long robes. He would have long robes and probably some sort of form, shape or form of like um, trousers or something like that underneath, just like priests do today. Um, so that's actually what he's wearing in the image. I do remember... <clears throat> um. <laughs> One of uh, these the people that speak to me about my projects asking and saying, you know, is everything all right? And she kind of heard this, you know, everything all right with your edits? Is everything kind of ready? And she's like, <clears throat> like this. And I, you know, I just got in the Holy Spirit, like imagining that someone like her, someone else in the team or a part of the book has noticed that and just like wonders, like, <laughs> does she mean to draw him like that? But hopefully most people do. I actually assume that most people do know that that's what Joseph would wear. I mean, I've got the nativity scene in front of me. Perhaps it's just the way that it's drawn in this particular scene. It's kind of like a little bit more rounded version of, of pictures and scenes and images and things like that than the finer detail that I am actually capable of drawing. So I've kind of kept them a little bit more kind of like 
I would say child-friendly, childlike and rounded. Not completely rounded um, or completely cartoony, but um, a little bit, as I say, more child-length than... Well, okay, a lot, I guess, than what I am capable of doing when I, I sit down with my artwork myself. In fact, my daughter is very good with artwork as well. She's excellent. But let's get back to this. So, yeah, that's why that is. That maybe b- perhaps the style of um, the actual illustrations, I just want to point that out there as well, just in case. So that's what that is. That's why St. Joseph is wearing what he is wearing. And this is one of the attributes that Francis Javier or Francis Xavier is known for. Being pictured wearing his cassock. So ultimately, St. Francis Javier or Xavier, um, he was a priest who was known to have baptised so many people. And he also has links to the Jesuit order, but we're going to talk more about baptising loads and loads of people. It sounds like work in the flesh rather than work in the spirit. So going around again, very, very, I would say not really the same focus as Christ. Very, very... It sounds more, not so much Holy Spirit, but more of the Jewish tradition in the form of works, like Moses, of the Moses um, type of behaviour. And again, Christ, though, interacted with all these different types of ways of doing things. Um, I talked about this before, about... The fact that, you know, Christ actually utilised what we would see as kind of like, well, we use herbs and medicine in the human world as well. So Christ would do things like that, like, um, you know, using uh, saliva and what was it? Uh, dust or particles or gravel or stones from the ground, something like that, mixing it together on someone's eyes, for example. So there's this idea of taking things, taking worldly things, utilising it. Um, and then with faith doing so there is that kind of action step but ultimately what Jesus Christ leads to is the faith winning through and that being the highest work is just believing and loving God so there's nothing greater than that level of works so again when we're reading back on James we need to not forget that 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 faith without works is dead is true, but the greatest work of all is just simply that loving and believing in Christ and God. So Christ also shows us the power of the faith um, alone, where, for example, the um, the soldier has a servant at home and they're unwell. And, uh, you know, he's stating like when Jesus says he's going to come and heal his servant himself face to face. And ultimately that point that, you know, you hear in the mass each time that the um, the soldier states that he's not worthy. He doesn't feel worthy for Jesus to even enter his house, but only say the words in his servant. And of course, in the mass, it's, and my soul shall be healed and the servant will be healed. 
so literally there's shows that extension of how you know there's one body many parts that you know you get the idea that the servant is a separate person in the house back in the house where he is out with it's one of his servants that belong to him but he's out with asking for Christ to help his servant when it's actually his soul that needs to be healed and that's why it's recited in the mass um, and it helps the rest of the body now does that mean that every single person that's facing a persecutory situation that they're again or a situation where someone seems demonically possessed around about them is that then their fault is it really them that needs the healing in some cases yes not all cases um absolutely not for sure not <laughs> But yeah, like, um, again, it's something that has to be looked discerned and looked over. But that, again, is why it's a heavy crown to wear, as some people say. Um, because being in charge or being a high priest, being in charge, being a, um, the sovereign, um, generally means that all are connected and therefore they're going through different aspects of the one Again, that's not always the case. Some people can bring in their own separate um, issues and problems if they have gone against God in any way because there is two parts to the realm um, as is explained in the Holy Bible as well with regards to God's um, will and, of course, the devil and the demonic realm. So obviously God's sovereign has to fight against that and a high priest or like priest on earth has to, to fight against these um, two different kind of things that are going on and um, according to scriptures. So in any case, very important to understand that over and above all of those different kind of um, baptisms, it really, it's not about anyone else doing something to someone that will not bring them the type of baptism that they need and that's why a lot of people get jealous a lot of people were jealous is that we also heard um between the jews and the gentiles or um and not to say that people that are one way are like jewish or gentile like the true believer is someone who overall knows that in a higher level of spirituality at all times so we can't say it's either Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile exactly so even when I say this it's something that can merge and change um but there was kind of dissension when um those that were coming in faith had a pure faith and those that had been circumcised were jealous and wanted to put those that were just coming through naturally in the faith through the works of the flesh to glory in the flesh and so again you can't just take a whole bunch of people and think that putting water over them or baptizing them is just going to make them somehow um, gain the Holy Spirit. Again it's said that you do get the Holy Spirit but to be honest with you we know many people that do not have the Holy Spirit that have been baptized but they just don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have any faith at all Many people like that have been baptised in the faith through family or walking out of the faith or have walked out a long time ago, don't know what on earth um, God is or faith is. And many of them, as uh, the Pope has said, are already in invalid marriages 
he says 50% as I keep expressing according to reports he says that but you know I know there'll be much more than that as I've already stated too because to be in that level of faith you have to be so high up to be valid in a, in a union you have to be validly uni- unified with God in the first place to know that you've been drawn to that other person but it's so high that you're most likely not to get unified in a lower way because of your faithfulness to God over and above that you won't want to commit a whoredom or be unfaithful to God by getting too carried away in the flesh so that the the likelihood of you actually coming together is very very slim in the first place because of that very reason so there's going to be more people than just 50% that are invalid there's going to be hardly anybody that's actually come together in that physical way or that are living in that physical way that have succumbed to the physical that are living you know is close to Christ it's just not possible so in any case again just to reiterate it's not about the works and other things of the flesh it's not the doing of things it's not the old Moses way of doing of things that you know really Christ wants to reiterate most of all Christ took us through and gives a bridge from the doing of things the kind of physicality of things to actually that of the true works or the highest levels of works is actually the faith in and of itself and that faith um is the work so the work is the faith and the faith is the work it's just the love of God and the belief of God that can actually um change so much and we hear as I say from that um soldier that it was just literally the word literally the faith because Christ said to that soldier, go, you, your faith has saved you, or to that effect, the, the servant had been healed through simply the faith of that soldier. Because all he said was only say the words. So I guess in other ways, even expecting a word is a little bit more than just simply having faith, isn't it? So there is a step higher than that, of course. But ultimately... Um, that's what St Xavier or St San Javi was also known for, was baptising lots of people. Now, again, it's not about the, the actual works, but perhaps even that rollout of um, baptisms or that kind of action that did maybe lead to an activation of people and more people questioning further in and around the world, which would have still a good work of faith within it in any case, shape or form, despite the fact that ultimately they themselves have to go through and accept the Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the real only one true baptism. And that is what Jesus says. Can you go through that same baptism as me? Um, You know, there are so many people that are jealous that there are folk that are literally going through that level of baptism but it is nothing to be jealous of because as we said like the only reason you're jealous is because you're not willing to take on that level of baptism yourself because you know the consequences of that you know what that means you know what it can mean but of course we have to understand that God's thoughts are higher than ours and God has nothing that is impossible to God so it doesn't always have to be some way but usually what it does mean is is that because it's natural it comes through the spirit it's actually involving like a spiritual 
cooperation to a higher level and degree, they can be very, very elationary, very, very good, very happy, really wonderful, but it can also be very difficult as well. And that's why a lot of people don't want to perhaps take that level of responsibility and they will just um, go on more of a rote level or more of a traditional only level. Remember, that's not to say tradition is bad. Tradition with the faith is very, very good. But some people will only go on tradition, only go on rote, only go on the works, only go on, you know, the physicality. They have no spirit within them. Ultimately, though, again, we want to see the good works of the faith of the spirit. Moving the action would definitely create an activated party of people to think more, to try and even boost more of that communion, that encouragement of them to commune with God more. So thanks be to God for St. Francis, Javier, St. Francis, Saviour. Here, um, one of our churches locally is actually named after St. Francis Xavier, and that's the way that it's pronounced here in this part of Scotland. So what a great day to really be celebrating this. Blessings to all of you. Well done if you have sat through that and it has been a little bit tricky with regards to um, listening about baptism and things, but it's very, very important. Again, it's just another activational way to push you and to push us all into further communion with the spirit on a more real level spiritually and make sure it's authentic and not just about the works is vitally important so these saints are such a great way of course their works are great but they're a great way of also casting a net to make sure that anyone who has been involved in an area that they have been involved with is captured in that way and can be pushed on to the next level this is a vital um, aspect of my role in Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Now we're going to move on to the next part of this broadcast which is going to follow on with some of the liturgy for today. First reading is from Isaiah chapter 29. In a very short time the deaf will hear and the eyes of the blind will see. The Lord says this, In a short time, a very short time, shall not Lebanon become fertile land and fertile land turn into forest? The deaf that day will hear the words of a book and after shadow and darkness, the eyes of the blind will see. But the lowly will rejoice in the Lord even more and the poorest exult in the Holy One of Israel. For tyrants shall be no more and scoffers vanish and all be destroyed who are disposed to do evil. Those who gossip to incriminate others, those who try at the gate to trip the arbitrator and get the upright man's case dismissed for groundless reasons. Therefore, the Lord speaks, the God of the house of Jacob, Abraham's redeemer. No longer shall Jacob be ashamed. No more shall his face grow pale, for he shall see what my hands have done in his midst. He shall hold my name holy. They will hallow the Holy One of Jacob. Stand in awe of the God of Israel. Erring spirits will learn wisdom and murmurers accept instruction. 
The Responsorial Psalm The Lord is my light and my help. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom shall I shrink? The Lord is my light and my help. There is one thing I ask of the Lord, for this I long, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to savour the sweetness of the Lord, to behold his temple. The Lord is my light and my help. I am sure I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in him, hold firm, and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my help. Alleluia, alleluia, send victory like adieu, you heavens, and let the clouds rain it down. Let the earth open and bring forth the Saviour. Alleluia. And the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9. Take care that no one learns about this. As Jesus went on his way, two blind men followed him shouting, Take pity on us, son of David. And when Jesus reached the house, the blind men came up with him and he said to them, Do you believe I can do this? They said, Sir, we do. Then he touched their eyes, saying, Your faith deserves it, so let this be done for you. And their sight returned. Then Jesus sternly warned them, Take care that no one learns about this. But when they had gone, they talked about him all over the countryside. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am just amazed at this because I didn't read the liturgy before I started talking about some of the examples today and we did talk about the healings as well. So that has come up. Now, the readings for the memorial I'm going to give as well. This obviously is not going to be happening necessarily at Mass, but I'm going to be doing this here today so that we get a full look at the day This is the day of the memorial, so it is important that we do this. Oh, and here we go. The first reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I should be punished if I did not preach the gospel. I do not boast of preaching the gospel since it is a duty which has been laid on me. I should be punished if I did not preach it. If I had chosen this work myself, I might have been paid for it. But as I have not, it is a responsibility which has been put into my hands. Do you know what my reward is? It is this, in my preaching to be able to offer the good news free and not insist on the rights which the gospel gives me. So though I am not a slave of any man, I have made myself the slave of everyone so as to win as many as I could. For the week I made myself weak, I made myself all things to all men in order to save some at any cost and I still do this for the sake of the gospel to have a share in its blessings glory to God the word of God thanks be to God I was literally thinking about this the other day like you cannot find some people that shouldn't be in a situation unless you're in a situation that people normally wouldn't find you if you're a sovereign you cannot help or save or or do anything for the people sitting in a tower or a glass house or a palace and um, living a life too far out with. 
yes, it is important if we are called to do that, to do it. But truly, to have the gift of the sovereign is to be able to really truly have Christ. And Christ allows us to be in situations that we wouldn't normally be in. I am in one of those situations right now. Literally. This is not a situation I'd be in. And I was persecuted by someone. And this is just, or I was, it was an attempted persecution, I believe. And you know, I would not know that that person is behaving like that at this level and in this community and in this country had I not been in this situation. But the behaviour that they were trying to put upon me or the types of things that they were saying to me was extraordinary. Carrying the sovereign Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, I have every right and duty to actually say some of what they said and a hundred times more to them. That is my level of authority because of the Holy Spirit. And do you know that that justice and the justice that is required for a situation would not happen had I not been placed in this situation to see them, to hear and to witness what they would respond and say to me? Glory to God. Responsorio Sam, go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations, acclaim him, all you peoples. Go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. Strong is his love for us, he is faithful forever. Go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. Alleluia, alleluia. Go make disciples of all the nations. I am with you always, yes, to the end of time. Alleluia. And the gospel according to Mark from chapter 16. Go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. Jesus showed himself to the eleven and said to them, Go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news to all creation. He who believes and is baptised will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. These are the signs that will be associated with believers. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will have the gift of tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands and be unharmed. Should they drink deadly poison, they will lay their hands on the sick and who will, who will recover. And so the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. And there at the right hand of God, he took his place. While they, going out, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word by the signs that accompanied it. Well, glory to God, I bear testimony um, as well for just that, the sending out of devils. I explained this to one of my friends, actually, from the faith. Um, he's based in Glasgow, and we keep in contact and connection, like, um, via emails and things. And, of course, uh, you know, we have met one of the masses... I just know the spirit straight away that, you know, it's aligned and we're meant to be communicating. So with that faith, that's what we do. And um, 
yes so he's very involved as i say in the faith and he is also involved in like the distribution as well of like educational and faith resources and things so that's what he's involved with too and we were talking about this i sent information about this to bear testimony it was actually prayer uh, a type of novena uh, that's ongoing at the moment now the best novena that i have ever got a hold of is the one that i have actually put out on amazon which is basically available right now in kindle version so the most sustainable version is available and only that version is available at the moment it's having a little bit of interesting issues with the printer right now so we stopped doing that for the moment and you will be able to get it however on kindle and i do think there's a reason for this perhaps everything comes in threes it's meant to um but it sounds like it is going to be the next year even as simplified as the book is and as beautiful and um you know straight to the point as it as it may be it is being worked upon in that way to be that way so there are more adjustments that need to be made and especially with the printer working too so it's looking like it's going to be 2022 by the time that's actually finalized for the hard cover copy after all as well but again we want to make sure that it is sustainably resourced um and it is as much as possible but i also want to know from amazon that they're replanting trees as well as they should be when they're doing all this so we're going to get back to this but um that is the best novena that i have it is the christmas prayer set and journal available on amazon i'm taking part in one as well like another one <clears throat> and i literally i mean i pray tons of different prayers in enduring this prayer request but to be honest most of them are actually thanksgiving rather than requests but that's what it's supposed to be about but one of the requests out of many different like thanksgiving prayers that i am involved in was <clears throat> that this there's a horrible persecutionary person um that has been in uh, the vicinity in terms of coming look against god and the faithful and it seems to get jealous and obsessed with me and so i had this prayer that they were to be removed and literally understand the testimony of this because think of this there are so many different prayers that i'm praying that is only like a small fraction of the entire prayer like i'm in thanksgiving for so many like great things that are happening this is just a minuscule um part of this prayer right very minuscule but that it lasts for a certain amount of time obviously now at the very end of the prayer each time on two occasions that person was removed that person removed themselves from the area twice so that is an example of the devils being removed by these these are the signs that are associated with the believers and the name of christ they cast out devils so i do we do that um, those that are believers have these associated um, behaviours, associated results that will happen with them. And that's me. Hello. <laughs> and that's what an exorcist does. Hello. Okay. So um, also gift of tongues. Yep. Um, I don't tend to do that out in public. But yeah, I can do it. But again, I go with St. Paul on that. Okay, 
they will pick up snakes and all these different things, okay? And in any case, let's go back to this point about the importance of the Spirit. And again, what I mentioned earlier about baptism. Listen very carefully to this. He who believes and is baptised will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And then it goes on to talk about these are the associated things that happen with believers. Do you see that to believe is to have the Holy Spirit? To have the Holy Spirit is to be baptised in and of itself. Jesus Christ doesn't say... Again, he who does not believe and who does who is not baptised will be condemned. He simply says, he who does not believe will be condemned. That's because to believe <laughs> truly from the Spirit is to have the Holy Spirit. And that is the baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the genuine belief. So you can be baptised by water and not believe at all. You won't be able to do anything. You're condemned Whether you've been baptised by water or not is nothing with regards to the actuality if you have really truly received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The actual Spirit, in other words, you truly believe. Only someone who truly believes can be baptised by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can only, do you know what I mean, reside in someone who is a believer and that is the baptism and the Spirit, right? So again, those that have just had water placed on them but they don't believe or they go against God, they are condemned. It's very, very clear. Glory to God how this comes through in this reading of everything I have said today. And again, I know that sometimes these can be very, very harsh words. I will not back down from the Holy Spirit and the duty that is placed upon me. And it's very clear in the scriptures. It's not missing from the scriptures. It's right there in our face. You cannot, you just cannot do everything by works and have no faith. And faith without works is indeed dead. But the highest work is simply the work of belief of faith, of the love of Christ. How can you love Christ unless you believe, you see? How can you believe unless you have the Holy Spirit? It's all intertwined. It's not about works and not about your traditions alone. It's not about all these active steps. It's about the pure heart, the actual, real, authentic belief. Nothing else, nothing less will do. You will be condemned without that. Glory to God. Um, I should have said at the end of that, if I was only in tradition only, I would be very, very upset at this time but I believe I'm a believer and I'm thankful to God for this Um, but what I would have said is glory to you Lord Jesus Christ however I do carry Jesus Christ's Holy Spirit within me and I'm very very thankful to be able to extend upon this and give real ways and bridges as Jesus did And furthermore, bridges that just perhaps have not really been said in this way, shape and form before this format.